Hi, I'm Matt Pacelli with the Virginia State Golf Association, and welcome to our Golf in the Commonwealth podcast. This is the last of our pre-recorded Meet the Hikers interviews we have to share. We still have interviews with our Director of Handicapping and Member Services, Michael Walder, and our Executive Director, Matt Smiley, who both hiked with us. We still have those to share, but those conversations cover a wide range of topics within their purview and will work for another time. Now that we are a full one month after the 100-hole hike, we're sharing my conversation with Lance Lemon. I've been friends with Lance for a few years leading up to the hike and had the pleasure of playing about the first 36 holes with him during the event. It's wild to think that I played 36 holes with Lance in that single day and we still didn't play for the entire day together because we played that many more holes. Lance alternated from carrying his bag on his shoulder to carrying it like a briefcase. Sometimes it depended on how far he was walking to his ball and other times it just didn't and it was about pacing himself throughout the entire day. It was amazing to have him with us and he was such a wonderful addition to the group of hikers that we had as everyone was and it was so special to see everyone kind of come together for what was our you know, common goal of supporting youth on course efforts here in Virginia. In this conversation, we talk about Lance's growth in the game and his full-time work as an entrepreneur and actor. Big thanks to our 100 Hole Hike sponsors, Adams Performance, Cutter and Buck, Forecraft Cocktails, Enjoy 21 Years and Up, and Please Enjoy Responsibly, Golfdom, Srixon, and Turtleson. Now, here's my conversation with Lance Lemon. Lance Lemon, thank you for joining us on Golf in the Commonwealth podcast as yeah. part of our Meet the Hiker series for the folks who are going to participate in the 100-hole hike to support youth on course here in Virginia. For people who don't know you, tell us who you are and what you do. Awesome. Uh, my name is Lance Lemon. Um, I like to say I do two things. Well, I like to say I do three things, and this will all tie it together. I'm an actor who loves wine and, and tries to have a good golf game, man. <laughs> so yeah. those are those are the three things that have uh, that have kind of defined my life. I've had a um, a nice career in, uh, as an actor, and I'm still working on that uh, due diligently, very hardly. I I also own Rich Wine RVA, which is a wine company, um, which is a online wine shop currently at the moment where we deliver uh, same day delivery of really kind of unique. Um, different wines that are organic, biodynamic, and uh, low intervention, natural nature right now. Um, and then, you know, I, I get out on the track and, and try to get my get my golf swing right uh, as much as I can, when I can, when I'm not doing uh, acting or wine. Right, right. So how, where are you originally from? How did you get back, get to, get to Virginia? Tell yeah. us a little bit about, about your journey geographically. Yeah. So I, I, um, I'm born. I was born in. I was born in Hampton. My family uh, was raised in in uh, Gloucester, Virginia. Um, I grew up in Mechanicsville, Virginia, which is a little bit outside of Richmond. Um, went to Hanover High School. I ended up going to the University of Virginia. I moved to New York City in 2014 uh, to really just continue my acting career. It was about time for me to get up there and take the next step in that. Um, my manager was up there. My agent was out in LA, and I really needed to kind of get to a big city to. Uh, pursue what I wanted to take the next steps uh, that I thought were the next steps in my acting career. Um, fast forward, COVID kind of hit. Um, 
not COVID kind of hit, COVID hit and uh, everything went on virtual, you know, so I was doing self tapes left and right. Um, and it allowed me to come back home and move back to Virginia. Um, so I moved back to Virginia in 2019. While in New York, I was in the wine industry uh, kind of as, as a survival job. And um, that's what really started my wine journey in 2014. And uh, first thing I knew when I moved back home to uh, Richmond was that I needed to, uh, you know, tap into the wine scene. So came back home in 2019 um, and started Rich Wine, um, which was which was my kind of uh putting my foot and my stamp on uh, what I wanted the wine scene to look like in, in Richmond, Virginia. Mm-hmm. And now I'm back home, back in RVA. And now, now you're back here. Now, where in that, how old are you? I am 32. You're 32 years old. Mm-hmm. Where in this um, journey of, of 32 years did golf enter your, your life? Yeah, um, this, this, this is probably like one of the, the, the funnest stories I get to tell. Um, my dad was never golfed, and one of his biggest regrets that he always tells me is that he never went out to go golf. When he was, he used to be a, a general manager for a couple of McDonald's. He would always get invited to these golf tournaments and golf events, and he never went out to play. And he was like, "Man, if I just went out to play with some of these guys, I would have, I would have excelled my career a lot quicker." My dad's seventy something, so back in the day, it really was meaning something to be on on the golf course. You know what I mean? Like you were, you were somebody uh, if you were, if you were out there golfing, and you kind of had this this uh i guess this you know this kind of career path that you know excelled when you could make deals on the course i guess yeah you could say, right um so fast forward a little bit a couple of buddies of mine um two two good friends of mine um this was in 2000 and ooh, it was before i got married it was 2000 and it was like right when i got married it was about 2015 2016 ish um couple of buddies of mine were like we, we went to this cabin in maryland and they were like they were going to play golf and they were like you want to go play and i was like yeah you know i've never really played before i don't have any clubs they were like you should come on out we'll borrow some of our clubs x y and z and literally from that moment that I, I was absolutely hooked um and this is while i was up in new york so i started playing golf about um now you know about four or five years ago now um and it's just been something that i've just been completely obsessed with it is it has changed my life um and so about 26, 27, I started playing golf. And uh, I wish I would have started playing earlier, Matt, because I just, you know, I'm starting to see the progress now after after five years. I mean, like yeah. the little progress that I'm making. Um, and so, like, if I had started playing at a younger age, I can only imagine where the golf game would be. Now, I hadn't. So I, I know your father a little bit. I know Carl right. just, a, just a little bit. And he's an incredible handyman. He's an amazing yeah. father to you and your sister. And, um, but I didn't know about his, you know, wish that he played golf. And I know that you've taken him out a couple of times, whether to a driving yeah. range or to a course. And I didn't plan to sort of go this direction. But thinking about it when, you know, when he was working and he was working with those McDonald's and, and had the opportunities to play golf as a black man, mm-hmm. did he, do you think felt maybe a little bit, I don't know, just that, that was an awkward feeling for him. Yeah. Yeah. And, think, and maybe think, why he didn't, I, 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 I don't I, know. know. And no, that's a great question. I, I would have to only assume so, uh, Matt, because, you know, it wasn't really, I'm not going to say, you know, my dad's 70-something. He got into the McDonald's game around, you know, you know his, his late 40s, um, early early 50s, I want to say. Don't quote me on that. But I do think it was something that, as a black man, he was like, you know, black people don't really golf. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we're not, we're not golfers. So 
like I, well I even was... like you you invited me but i'm not necessarily welcome yeah 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 and i i don't i think that, that i think that his whole take on it was that um i think he may have thought he felt welcomed but at the end of the day i think it was something where he thought it was kind of whitewashed a little bit and in the back uh-huh. of his mind probably didn't think it was something as welcoming or genuine as a as a request to like hey come play golf with us carl um you know, I, he may not have got the like the genuine. It was more of like a hey, we're going to. I'm only assuming again. Hey, we're going to golf. Uh, you know, you should tag along. Not like we really want you to come experience this because of mm-hmm. of X, Y, and Z. So that's probably that's a really good question. I, I probably need to tap his brain a little bit more on that. But I can only assume that that was that was part of it. Yeah, I I, I don't want to play revisionist history or you know kind of armchair yeah. quarterback here as to as to it, but it's it is a component that that could have existed, and I wanted to use that opportunity as sort of a segue into what we have now with youth on course and affordable yeah. access to golf. You and I have had the opportunity to play together a handful of times already um, in the last couple of years since we've known each other. Um, you know, what is it about this youth on course and this hike that, that appeals to you that when I called yeah, you and I said, mean, would you consider hiking with us? You said I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. And then, I, then you were like, it's a hundred holes. I was like, Ooh. <laughs> so no, I'll tell you this, um, Matt, I think it's important for youth on course because, um, a couple of reasons and, and, and whether you're, um, a young white kid, a young black kid, a young biracial kid, um, any you know, any any type of race. I think it's important, and I will say this especially for black kids, um, that they get to experience the game at a younger age. Um, I think, um, and I'm only speaking for this as a black man. I think it's important because I that was something I never I grew up around. Um, you know, I didn't grow up knowing the game of golf. We did basketball. We did football. You know, we never we you know we didn't take our our black kids to, you know, or my black friends and kids, black friends when I were kids didn't go to like golf camps, right? Or like, um, or, you know, even know really how to navigate a golf course or navigate the game. So I think it's important to start with the youth, obviously, because you have to start ingraining these things into kids' minds. Um, and I'm only saying this because I still feel like a kid sometimes. Um, because the things that I, that were ingrained in my mind as a kid, you know, I still kind of carry with me to this day. So, I think it's important to allow kids to get to the course for an affordable cost so they can get out, play the game of golf, get to experience at a young age, and then take it with them for the rest of their journey uh, through their life. And, uh, you know, it it starts with the kids. Yeah, there's so many development opportunities that come from golf, just sort of inherently, whether it's from the relationship opportunities that are there or things that you learn if you're on the other side of it in terms of working there or caddying or things like that. But the more that we can have kids involved with the game at a younger age allows them access to sort of the built-in qualities of the game, whether it's outside, whether it's walking, whether it's the exercise and the fitness components, but also some of those networking and those personal personal growth opportunities that are there. Um, Yes, I I think that's uh, 100%, man. I mean, like, I I don't want to interrupt you, but... There's no. so many aspects to the game that you don't even that you don't even take that you really don't think about until you really sit back and reflect on it so much. You know, like you said, the walking aspect. When I was in New York, I went out with a buddy every morning almost. Uh, I gotta say every morning, but multiple times a week, 
to about 6.30 to go play, to go walk nine holes, you know? So um, it was a great exercise. It was a great way for me to get my, you know, get my ass up and go, you know? Yeah. Like, you know, get, get up and start my day, you know? Like, instead of sleeping in, like, I wanted to get up and I wanted to go play golf. And then I, not only that, I was walking the course. I was getting a little exercise in as well. And then to also say, to, to touch on the networking part, I've met so many influential people that, are, that I play golf with, that I'm now friends with, um, that I've now started business relationships with. Um, that, you know, and we can always kind of come back to it and, and say, hey, you know, like, let's go play a round of golf, you know. And while we're there, we're going to be there for four and a half hours. So 30 minutes of that, you can easily have a quick little meeting about what you need to talk about. Um, and then the rest, enjoy a little bit of game of golf. Maybe have a, you know, have a drink. You know, there's a, there's a relaxing aspect to it as well, too. And then the third thing is the mental thing. It's really changed my game, really changed my, my outlook and, fo- and, um, and focus on focus, uh, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Like, you know, there, there's a, there's a, there's a, a switch that went off in my head when I started playing game about just the devils in the details kind of thing. Um, and that's important because it really makes you sit back a little bit and just, just start to, just start to focus a little bit. more. What are you working on in your game as you, as you've journeyed for four or five years now of playing? What, what was sort of the hardest yeah. thing to, to pick up and get under control? Where are you with that now? And what are you working on now? Yeah. Um, um, uh, always just focusing on playing smarter golf, you know, like the, the, the big shot always doesn't have to be there. The fade or hook around the tree doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to make that fade or hook around the tree, getting the ball back in just to play to, to put yourself, you know, so you don't have that big snowman on your scorecard. Um, you know, just just really fine tuning the small things to keep my score a little bit lower. And that really just means playing smarter golf. Um, you know, you really have to know your I'm, I'm focusing on knowing my strengths and knowing my weaknesses. Um, a, a good day for me is always constant contact, you know, like, you know, everybody's going to have a whiff. Everybody's going to have a duff on the ball here and there. But when I can go through a, 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 a you know, a round of 18 and, and make and just making good contact, I'm not saying the ball has to. You know, you know, land exactly where I want. But if I know I'm getting behind the ball and just making that good contact from where, you know, at the beginning of my game, it was all about just lifting my head, not keeping my shoulders still, not keeping my head, you know, down on the ball. Um, just, just making, just continuously making that contact, focusing on smarter golf, um, and and really just driving down those 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 triples, man. You know, like when you get rid of those snowmans, you're going to start to see that your your golf game is getting a little better. But and for me. It, that entailed playing smarter golf. Um, and, and I get to now focus on a little bit more fun things like, you know, like fading and drawing and, and, and low ball hits, high ball hits. Um, I'm taking away things at the range that I think are important. Um, I've started to, you know, I'm obviously watching YouTube videos, but I do try to go to the range with an intent and a purpose um, in my practice, which is, you know, which is trying to, you know, go run through my irons and, and try to have a, you know, hit low, you know, hit them, hit them, hit them straight, you know, hit them high, you know, hit my drives to aim for, a, um, you know, a specific point on the, on the range and just, just the details, man, just, just continuously focusing on the details. What's that, what's that goal that's sort of like in front of you where a lot of golfers, you know, you see it on the cover of golf digest or something, but it's like break 100, break 90, break 80, break 70, you know, where are you with, with, with those yeah. types of goals? Yeah, so um, breaking 100 was obviously the first thing. I got there. Um, I broke 90 for the first time, actually. You know, I'll be honest. I think it was this year, like a true 90. I'm not talking about, like, you know, 
uh, that's another part of the game, Matt. It's just like really being true to yourself, <laughs> you know, yeah. like be true yeah, to right. score. Like, you know, you know, get your, yeah, get your, you know, get your, get, get your, uh, what you're going to do at the beginning of the game, you know, two off the, two off the first tee. Cool. You know, is there, is there a mulligan on the back? Cool. If that's what you're going to establish for yourself in your mind and you're going to play max triple, then, then establish that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's what I kind of, where I delegate my game to, right. Um, but breaking 90, I just did that. And now my, my, cons- my goal right now is to, is to consistently stay, this is sound terrible, I know, I'm not a professional, but to stay in the low 90s, to start staying in the in the mid-80s. Um, and then, you know, I like to start looking at, you know, getting down there in the 80s, you know, and, and really and really progressing um, in my game uh, in, in that way. And, and also another thing is, is, is uh, I'm starting to move back in the box a little bit, you know. I'm starting to play the play the long game here, not, you know, not playing the whites. I'm starting to go to the blacks and just really challenging myself to, you know, to, to, to play, to play big, to play big man golf, you know? Okay. Or okay. Women. Well, you're, you're certainly athletic enough that I think you're going to be able to uh, reach some of those goals in, in, in not a lot of time, but you do, you are a busy guy. You have a young boy um, and you're yeah. obviously growing your business with rich wine and then acting as well. What do you have coming up on the acting front? Anything that we should be on the lookout for? Um, not currently at the moment. I mean, for Rich Wine, I think it's just, uh, we've been open a year come September 1st, next Wednesday. Um, it's a blessing to where, where we started and where we are. Richmond has really taken a hold for, for us and just really blessed us with the, their presence and their support. Um, I think big things to look out for us, uh, for Rich Wine, um, and I'll talk about some acting here, is just, um, just the continued growth of the company and the business. We're all online currently at the moment. We're looking for brick and mortar, and we're hoping to bring something to the community where people can come uh, physically visit us, where that is, whether you're buying bottles from us, uh, whether you want to open a bottle of wine, uh, have a little wine tasting, private events. Um, We're really looking for that space before dinner or after dinner or just like a really kickback kind of, you know, bar wine, wine bar, wine, wine shop kind of scene. Um, As for the acting, um, I'm doing a lot of auditioning right now, which which Matt is 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 a blessing. it's a blessing. I, I did two auditions. I had my manager text me yesterday. She's like, I, when it rains, it's, you know, when it rains, it pours. I had three auditions that were due today. And not every actor can say that they get that opportunity to just get auditions. Um, and so that's just, I, I know it sounds crazy and it, and it frustrates me a little bit, but I have to sit back and really look at myself to say, like, I'm getting the opportunity to get into the door. And some of these main things that you see on TV, am I booking? No, you know, like, but it, everything comes with time. Um, I just did a um, I did a film not too long ago called Shallow Water. That'll be a New York Film Festival uh, this year. Um, hopefully, it'll be at some other festivals uh, with some pretty uh, with some pretty big people. Uh, a girl named Poppy Lou, um, another guy named Vince Martella. Uh, uh, he was on uh, Everybody Hates Chris. Uh, uh, my friend Sierra, who plays Frozen on uh, who plays uh, 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 the main girl on Frozen on Broadway. I'm blanking on her name, um, and a couple of other. Um, you know, just big, big people in the, in the, um, in the movie, you know, Thomas and PJ Budisky, I don't want to, you know, not forget them, but they're doing amazing things on film and in TV. And just to be me as a small actor from Virginia, to have the opportunity to sit beside some of these young heavy hitter up and coming actors. Uh, and I shot that a year ago, Matt. Um, mm-hmm. And that's now just about to really hit the circuit in the scene. So uh, I guess be on the lookout for that. If it, if it, if it makes its way through the scenes and starts to get, um, on some really cool uh, festivals and hopefully make its way to TV or, or, or a network or you know Netflix or something like that. That'd be pretty cool. So, yeah. Yeah. 
talk about because I'm realizing some of the similarities we have between like a bottle of wine and the, the the gathering or the community of a bottle of wine and a round of golf and those types of things and you know those those are really special opportunities for people to have when they can when we can commune together around something like that what have you what have you seen from that in terms of people with a bottle of wine or people on the golf course and how you've maybe married the two of those yeah yeah that's dope that you asked that man because it's funny uh everybody drinks beer on the golf course usually right or like canned infusions or something like that i've actually been bringing bottles of wine to the golf course um i think it's i think it's something that people should do a little bit more of right get a little solo cup throw your little uh throw a little wine in it i think for for a couple of reasons because one you know it's 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 fun it's different um and then two, like you kind of said, it, it marries the two together. I love having good conversation over wine. I love having uh, good conversation during golf. Um, why not marry the two together and just have grandiose conversations while playing golf and drinking wine? Um, and something, um, you know, something that I'm, I just joined and I, I'm part of, um, and I got to give a special plug to it. Uh, Stay RVA is a um, is a nonprofit organization here in Richmond that focuses their funds to uh, Richmond Public City School teachers. And our first event, uh, a tag team with uh, Danny Gomez and Kim Gomez, and we created this event called uh, Stay in Golf. Uh, so it's a, just shout out to them because we're just starting a little bit more social gatherings around golf. Um, we're going to tie a little bit of wine to it as well, tie a little bit of food to it. And uh, another big goal of mine is to really get more, um, get more activity surrounding golf and wine. I would love to do, uh, and maybe Matt, you know, you, you can help me out with this too, is love to get more um, ideas with golf and wine, whether that's wine pairings and wine and golf pairings, where, you know, we, we pair a, a bottle to every, you know, every three holes or every six holes, you know, and, you know, there's a, there's a bottle at that hole that kind of pairs with the aesthetic of the golf course or the aesthetic mm. of that hole. Right. I think that's just, you know, if you're watching this, don't take it. Cause I know I talked about it, but uh, it's just something that I think is, I think would be really cool. You know, you don't, you don't really get to see uh, wine on the golf course. It may be in the clubhouse or it may be at the dinner afterwards, but really yeah. tying the golf to the, really tying wine to the game of golf. I think is something that, could be really fun. You always talk about wine in a way of being, you know, big and bold, or or um, or, or rustic, or smooth and silky, um, um, or uh, you know, uh, you know, oaky, or a little bit this way. You know, golf golf courses kind of have the same texture and same kind of descriptions when you kind of think about it. So to pair mm. the two together, I think would be a really cool opportunity. Oh man, I love that. Yeah, maybe we need to get out to the hollows before the hundred hole hike kind of walk yeah. around there and say, sort of get your sense for that and see what in your, yeah. in your wine catalog, we could pair every three holes as to how that, how that works. That's really, that's really, really fascinating. You know, there's nothing that's not like grandiose about talking with you. Every time that you and I've played, we've both walked away, <laughs> I think, energized yeah. and frustrated at the same time. Um, but in good ways on that frustration, because it's like, I could be doing yeah. this. I really want to be doing this, but I've already got this great idea that I've got to be working on right now. So that's what I love about right, you is right. that, is that grandiose right. aspect of it. That's so much fun. Wrapping up, what are you doing to get ready for the hundred hole hike? What is like, what is in oh. your mind? What are you nervous about? What are you excited about? Well, uh, I just, you know, man, I gotta be honest with you. I, I'm nervous and, you know, I, I gotta, I gotta, I, I gotta know how we're going to get through these, uh, through these hundred holes, man, you know, like walking. I, I look, so yesterday I planned to go walk a course. I went to go to Belmont. 
uh, and I played and my buddy was like, you know, let's get out. We were running a little late. He, we only had two hours, so we had to ride. Right. So we got out really quickly and just rode uh, the 12 holes. And we actually did it, man, in about an hour and 50 minutes. And we were, booking. Yeah. I mean, we were booking. And then I sat here and think, thought about it. I was like, man, we're about to walk a hundred. We're going to be running. But a little thing. Uh, so I'm not going to lie. Uh, the little man has been taking my time a little bit uh, from the workout. So I just got back into my workout game kind of yesterday. I'm going to hit it hard on the workouts here pretty soon, man. I'm getting, I started this like new little four week program where I'm just going to be kind of working out four times a week, just getting back into it. And then also I'm, I, I'm excited because I kind of read the little the, the thing that's sent out to kind of how to prepare. I'm, I'm, I'm just walking, man. You know, the next time I play, I'm walking and I'm just, you know, from here on out until the 21st, I'm just walking, the course, man. you know, like, put, you know, I'm actually going to get a new bag. Uh, I'm actually going to put that on order today because I got a cart bag. And um, um, and then I also have like a Sunday bag, actually, that you gave me that I really I've been kind of just uh, putting around with. But I'm going to get a nice new nice new shoulder bag um, and I'm just going to start walking. That's all I can do, man. I might just walk around the neighborhood yeah. with it. <laughs> Just, just a little of that because I do a lot of running. So I think, I think in the morning I'm just gonna instead of instead of just running around the neighborhood, I'm just gonna throw a golf golf uh, bag on my shoulder and just walk around the neighborhood and have my neighbors kind of stare at me like, "What is this guy doing?" <laughs> hey man, you got to get in the rep somehow. Well, thank you so much. I'm so excited to have you hike with us, and and so excited to have you on this uh, on the VSJ's Golf in the Commonwealth podcast. Thanks so much, buddy. I look forward to seeing you soon. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Golf in the Commonwealth and big thanks to Lance Lemon. Even though the hike is over, you can still give to Lance's hike by visiting vsga.org slash youth on course and clicking the link for the 100 hole hike. Please subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening and we'll see you in the fairway soon.